Welcome back to the Beers and Steers podcast, week five. And this feels like Groundhog Day. Because I don't know if this Texas team is good. They lost another game that they shouldn't have lost. I don't feel confident in the offense. And now I don't feel confident in our defense. And it feels like about mm, mid-October of last year. This feels exactly like mid-October. No. Yeah, this feels exactly like the Oklahoma post-game of Oklahoma State last year where we definitely were the better team and we just fell on our face in the second half. This this one uh this one stings. This we, we I guess we got sidetracked this week. That's why we didn't do a Wednesday recording, but this Thursday recording was very much needed to give a few days off and not yeah. think about Oh, it I couldn't have done it Wednesday. It was uh it would have been a very it's still gonna be a really rough podcast, but it's definitely gonna be a little bit easier than uh than what it would have been. In the five blown halftime leads during the Sarkeesian era, the offense has gone three and out fifty-nine percent of its drives while being outscored seventy-four to thirteen in the fourth quarter or overtime. Uh John, do you got a beer of the week? Yeah, I, that was that was heavy. That was extremely heavy. Why did you why did you do that? I just wanted to just keep on shoveling that shit. Did you see that tweet? It was like the screenshots of when we were up in those four games and then just like Texas lost yes. all four of these games. Yes. yes. It's just <laughs> I was talking to Webb on Saturday night. Shout out Webb minute two. Ooh, that's uh, quick. And and I was like, Webb, I gotta send this to you. And he was just like, Yeah, that, that's that's bad. But beer of the week. Um, the team wasn't worthy of me doing legit research and most listeners will probably never make it to Morgantown, so it's not worth doing a beer of the week from there. So I'm going to keep it local. I'm going to go with a, a nice small brewery that people know in Shiner, Texas, and I'm going to go with the Shiner Blonde. I think it's their best beer. So I, I don't agree. think I've done it. I don't think I've actually done a Shiner beer. If I did, it was like the first first one. Uh, of welcome the, to the Beers, in, uh, beers Podcast. Uh, here's John with a beer. Uh, <laughs> Hi, I'm John. I, I well, I agree with you that Morgantown's probably one of the last ones that the average fan would go to. I think of current Big Twelve cities, which this is gonna, not going to be relevant in hopefully a year. Morgantown, honestly, for like a basketball game or a football game, is might be number one. It's it's an awesome place. Um, I've never heard a bad thing about it. Yeah, it's really really cool. You find a Pittsburgh, beautiful drive from Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, it's. It's fun, good food. The people get pretty rowdy for the game. Yeah, you know, win or lose, they're they're burning couches anyways. So um, it's built literally on a mountain. That's why they call them the old uh, mountaineers. mountaineers. Good job, John. Yes. So they uh, they, they, know have, they know have a good time. I mean, they. I definitely think if anyone hasn't been, and if we play them again next year, which God knows if we do, everyone should do a one last hurrah and go up there. I don't disagree. All right, let's. Uh, wait, I don't have any shout outs, John. Do you? Yeah, I'll go shout out. Uh, this is my first weekend at home in a long time, thankfully. Um, so, shout out to everyone for not planning something this past weekend. But, shout out Same here. to. Same for me. Y'all, the real MVPs. <laughs> that, that was, that's to everybody. But the real shout outs to Wilson Jekovich. Great, uh, great brisket Saturday. Thanks for having us over. Had a good, uh, good watch party. We had good vibes, good dog. We uh, should have won the game. We'll get into that. Um, but shout out to Wilson and Cynthia for having us over. Good, good time. Thank you. All right, let's get into this. Let's rip this bandaid off. Um, Not a bandaid. 
It's I don't know what it is at this point. It's just an open <clears> gash <throat> that we thought it healed, and then it we just it didn't, and it's open again. Um, terrible, terrible, terrible mental performance all around the game, honestly. And then the second quarter, the physical performance kind of dropped her off. Agreed. I, I don't know what to think just overall how this team does that. I mean, it's a little different thinking about it more because it was it was such a singular definite ending that was one player's fault with the Bijan fumble. And I actually was pretty confident going into overtime, mostly because I didn't think Auburn – I didn't think – Tariq Milton was going to make a 22-yard catch. And I definitely didn't think that Burt Auburn was going to hit that kick. And next thing you know, it's like, well, crap, that stadium sounds the most quiet it's been all night. I feel pretty good. We're getting the ball first, you know, whatever. Defense looks like crap, but okay. We ain't dead. And then done. So it's a little bit different having one player put the death knell into the coffin rather than a whole team performance, but the whole team performance is the reason that you even got there to that point. Yeah. So no, I, I mean, credit to all the before mentioned players who got us in position to score that field goal. That was awesome. I didn't think there was a chance and now that we were going to tie the game. So that was, that was great to see and credit to Bert Auburn for hitting another clutch field goal. Yep. Um, this one being on the road. So that would I would say is one ray of sunshine from what was a really dark day. But I, I don't. I, I'm not the same way. I didn't think we had the the mental. Uh, we we were just making too many mistakes, and I saw those happening again in the uh, in overtime. And I didn't see us making a stop. Unfortunately, the defense was so tired, um, which we can get into in a little bit. But it just I, I saw us as like, hey, we got extra life. But I was not confident. And then obviously, it took one play to completely put the nail in the coffin, pretty much. But um, I agree. Going back to what you said originally, it was like we, we came out the first drive when we were – I guess the game was a little delayed coming on. Yeah, because of, we, uh, we came out. We, we turned it – when it came on for us or whatever, we're like, wait, how we get the ball so far up? But yeah, had a great same. Return. Like Missouri fumbled the ball on the one-inch yard line and the game ended. I was like, all right, cool. And all of a sudden we had the ball on the 44-yard line. I was like, all right, this is a great start. And all of a sudden Keelan Robinson looks like he's hammered drunk running into the – into the end zone and i was like okay wow this is exactly what we did last year in most of our yep. games get the ball score a touchdown and that you know credit sark that's that's yeah much better than three and outs so yeah. i'll give them that we continue to prove that come out and have a have the defense on their heels and then surprise them so that was nice um and then the defense I really felt the exact like, opposite <laughs> yeah exactly I, I really felt like in the second quarter i was like okay you know, we are we are taking control. This defense is rocking and rolling. Uh, but to me, and you probably agree, the game-changing play was uh, our first possession of the second half and not getting that first down. Yep. I mean, it just it, – it, it it gave Tech life, weirdly, even though we had just uh, done the same thing to them and stopped them. But it just felt like that was the turning point of the game entirely because Tech's offense from that point on never looked back. And – we we felt we felt I feel like we we, we kind of clammed up on offense because uh, whether it was Tech's uh, changes made and going in the second half or if it was uh, getting conservative I don't know but it just was so obvious that our offense clammed up and it was it was game over at that point I I agree that that yeah that was 
probably the the tide turning the tide fully ending you know washing over and pretty much sealing the game was their the their first drive that kind of went into the fourth quarter um into the third into the fourth when they got down to the i don't even know what it was like the the texas two or the two three and you stop them and then you hand it off to Bijan, goes one yard because i mean it's on the two or three or whatever everyone in the country knows what's happening yeah incomplete pass delay a game incomplete pass and it's like okay this is over like what the hell was that i mean i know people want to blame on the the row cat and the the wildcat yeah those are pretty predictable i i completely agree but i mean you're giving you're giving Bijan the ball yeah roshan probably could have kept a few of those to keep him off the balance but whatever but that you finally stop on the defense's gas and you just pull out that dog shit effort and it's, it's over. And they scored, you know, a minute later, literally. Yeah. Sorry. A minute, minute 29 later, excuse me. Yeah. Good point. I mean, that, that was a, another point in which the defense finally made another fourth down stop. I was like, okay, we got a seven point lead. We got a chance here, but the offense just, just wasn't making plays in the second half. And, you know, again, credit tech for making changes and actually stopping us, but, and it just it hurt it hurt to see another first half go to waste like mm-hmm. it did. It just it just it, and everyone knew it, but we just didn't want to admit that it was like okay, it's happening again. But my my biggest other than not executing the second half was just like the dumbass mistakes that we made, like the the third down and twenty one yep. jumping off sides, the, the double yeah, and the pass interference. Third down and 16, jumping off sides. And then the third wide receiver just makes a play over two of our players. Like every single time a play needed to be made, Tech made the play. So credit the underdog for being a little more ballsy than us and going for four and fourth down eight times and being a little more risky and making the plays. But uh, we have just as good athletes, if not better athletes, and they were making the better plays. So it it was really, I mean, it was. It was really depressing. <laughs> it was that <laughs> it was, was frustrating. That was one of the more depressing get, losses I think we've had in a long time, and we've had some pretty bad ones over the past four or five years. Yeah, um, and it, it was just made worse when I saw that video. Of the tech, I, mean, I don't care if Tech rushes the field, whatever. Like it's it's a compliment to us because everyone yeah. wants to meet us, whatever. But when that video came out of them pushing the player, like you know, credit our players for not reacting. But man, I, no I would kidding. not have been able. I would not be able to keep that. Yeah, <laughs> I would have probably grabbed my helmet and. Swung, but, swinging yeah, yeah that was bad just, well we're not going but back it just kind of like goes to show like, our players just like didn't care in the second half they just no. like they were they were almost disconnected and they were just kind of there um yeah. which was weird because two weeks earlier and yeah i don't know if you would say the utsa game where we were, they were playing for something but it just all it took was two weeks and we, we reverted back to the culture that we we all like hate to admit that is what we have been for a while it's it's it's, it's ugly uh, I agree. Um, going into individual play, like this offense is so limited with card and I don't know if it's really his fault and is his ability. I mean, I know he can't hit the deep ball, but Sark didn't even give him an option. Didn't even give him the chance. And, uh, you know, worthy going out didn't help that right. cause right. at all, but still, I, I think he played pretty well. You got a couple good, you know, that one big run, like I, it's just, it makes the offense so much more limited and it basically puts a lot on Bijan and intermediate passes to Whittington and Jatavion. 
um, and anything out of the backfield. And it, so it just allows the, you know, defense to play a little more up, allows them to play a little more, a little more pressure, a little bit more downhill when you're not thinking, okay, shit, if I am not, I'm going to take a couple steps back because Worthy might be on a double move. And next thing you know, it's over the top of my head. If I'm a safety, you don't have to do that when Sark doesn't trust card and card doesn't really trust card, you know, <laughs> um, I, I would love for him to keep a few of those zone reads to keep him off the balance, but I think Sark would have his ass if he did it. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not blaming him at all, unfortunately. No, uh, you're not blaming Card, you said? I'm not blaming Card. No, 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 I agree. I think he he has a ceiling, and we've seen it, and yeah. it's unfortunate. Um, he doesn't have the confidence. He's not a he's not a college football winner. He's not, unfortunately. He just – he's a game – he comes in and the game is out of hand and, and makes some plays here and there. He's not a guy who's going to go in and, and lead the team and will a team to a win. Um, I think the telling thing for me, sure, his stat line, 20 for 30, he's got that one pick that honestly was pretty ugly. But, yeah, like, man, our leading receiver had 53 yards. <laughs> I mean, again, like you've already mentioned, Worthy going down did not help. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really don't, didn't understand what happened to him. But – Ankle, I think. Like, yeah. we, we just we gotta we gotta get Quinn back, man. It's just it's just so frustrating to see. Uh, it's so it's so sad to see the rest of the players quit. Um, but they're all so much better with Quinn on the field. And and unfortunately, I think you're right in the fact that Hudson really doesn't get the chance to air it out. No. It impacts all the under underneath routes as well because yep. we haven't really seen Jordan Whittington kind of like wide open on those six yard hitches or those six yard outs anymore. It's now like screens and it's someone will make a play or draw up something pretty fancy and let Keelan Robinson go make a play. So, um, which by the way, he needs to get the ball more. Yeah, he does. He's earned that. Um, yeah, it's, I had written down Whittington was our best wide receiver and he 1000% should not be. I understand he got hurt or Xavier got hurt, but regardless, like I, yeah, he, he is again, playing to his entire ability but it's just the situations that he's being put in, the quarterback thrown to him. I don't know what it is, but he's not the dy- dynamic playmaker that it, it that this offense should be predicated on with the amount of talent that we, in theory, have, but is hurt or whatnot. So I don't know. It's really, really, really frustrating to see, um, yeah, the lack of uh, conjecture and the lack of cohesion, especially like the O-line – Blocks pretty damn block pass protection was pretty pretty dang good one sack, um, and a couple you know bad pressures but that's that's not that's it. Uh, run blocking create, was obviously obviously they, not yeah. there. They didn't create a hole for Bijan the whole game no. except for that one run in the second half. Like I, yeah, he didn't get touched on that run. That was pretty. I mean, just I'm sorry. But, like they they they. I mean, Kelvin Banks is a man. I love that guy's great. He's super talented, and uh, I mean, I think he they have. One false start. I mean, he kept it pretty clean again. I don't know if he game. did. Regardless, regardless, they've got to create some lanes for for the running backs. Which again, what does that come back to? It has to go back. I guess it all goes back to like a quarterback who can keep the rest of the defense honest. Which right now they're just not having to be kept honest. So uh, I don't think we're going to see Quinn this weekend, honestly. So I don't either. Um, you know, I, I think it's gonna if be you didn't oak. if you didn't play him this past weekend, there's no point in playing him this weekend. Uh. I would disagree. 
but yeah, we, we, I don't know how you, we'll, we'll get to it in a second with West Virginia, but I don't know how you get Bijan going against his West Virginia defense. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, you're gonna <laughs> I don't even know get, what else to say about the offense. Yeah. The, I mean, to the O lines, yes, the O line couldn't get a push, and especially in the second half. As soon as Worthy goes out and they start getting a little more momentum and are playing really downhill in terms of, Loading the box, like an a good O-line can only do so much. There's not much you can really do when your scheme starts claiming up, as you said, and they're putting seven, seven and a half in the box at the snap. I, I don't care who's playing O-line. That's that's tough to get a push. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what else to say about the offense, dude. I don't, I don't even know. Fucking sucks. The play calling was shit in the second half, but, yeah, it's it's terrible. Um. Going everyone, to do everyone pray for Hudson or pray for Hudson, pray for Quinn's shoulder. I just, please, we need it. Um, going to the other side of the ball, uh, hard to write anything good about the D line when they fell apart like that at the, in the second half and how tired they were. I, when I saw that they had been practicing in that bu- bubble all week, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like it was hot. You could tell like, yeah, they were just, so gassed and no Ojimo doesn't help that but still regardless yeah I didn't realize that until like the second half yeah and uh, Tavondre played well but that was about it Keandre had a couple good plays but Sorrell just still can't like he's good enough to make the quarterback flush a little bit but not good enough to get a true sack um Ovi is non-existent terrible against the run he's he's smaller than you think or weaker than you think I don't know what it is he yeah. gets moved around way too easily on the edge. Um, no pass rush, just like, you know, fully got home, just pressured it, which arguably made it worse because he flushes pressure, coverage goes crazy because then the linebacker's coming up to, you know, close in on him or the safety is or whomever's closest. Then the running back, then the receivers are just running to space. They're not running routes, which is so much harder to cover, especially if you're playing zone. And then that's how. Smith was able to complete some crazy passes. It was just uh, – I'll, I'll give Donovan Smith some credit. He played pretty well, like, for what he did. Like, I know yeah. he was, like, 32, 50, whatever. Like, his stat line, like, his completion percentage wasn't unbelievable. But, like you said, he made the plays when he needed to make the plays. Um, D-line, though, still – so six of the – six of uh, – four of the six fourth down conversions, I'm going to put about four of those on the D-line, maybe five. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I vividly see, was it, uh, who was it that got ran over twice for DTV. on fourth downs? Was it him? Yes. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God, you're there to make the play and you just, you know, the quarterback was big. He, you know, he was making game winning plays all, all day, but it's just like, golly. I mean, we really missed DeMarvin in the first half, that's yeah. for sure. Um, and then they were going away from him in the second half. He still had a great second half. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Um, that definitely did not help. I don't think it was, you know, a game changer. I think the offense ended up being it. But I, I, it just uh, – the, the D-line, like you said, was uh, unable to create any pressure ultimately. And, and whenever they did force – I guess the defense forced a fumble, they were like nowhere to be found to get the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, which was uh, yeah that's the other thing about that game like 
you're one of those fumble recoveries away from getting probably winning. And you're also one, if they punted one more time, you know, punted on one of those fourth downs and the, even if they kick that field goal, you know, you don't get the ball. They kick the field goal instead of going or not converting the fourth, going for it on the fourth. And they, uh, kick that field goal you get the ball in the 25 it's your normal offense it's not the claim up hand to Bijan. hopefully he gets five hopefully we get a holding or something crazy like that so <laughs> I, it, that was just such a you know lubbock like high planes everything weird happens i don't know going back to defense i thought jalen ford actually looked pretty good his progression's coming along pretty nicely that guy next year is going to look like an all-around great linebacker i'm pretty excited in the rest of the season as he keeps on going um Cook was our leading tackler, which is usually not a great sign. Yeah, let's say uh, that's a huge red flag. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I thought him and Jaron did provide good run support, though, when the D-line and linebackers especially were getting tired, and they didn't let anything, you know, really break loose or let anything get over the top of their head. I I think Agreed. they're kind of the unsung heroes of this defense so far this season. Yeah, I mean, the the one gripe I already mentioned earlier was that, that third and long where there was already an offsides, but they – threw it up and I don't remember which safety it was, but I mean, we just didn't even make a play on the ball. And, uh, but I mean, if it helps, it's only one, one time that I'm griping about the D backs. That's a huge improvement from what we had a couple of years ago. So I would agree that the D backs really weren't, uh, I mean, they still haven't really forced many interceptions. I thought this would be a game where they were able to take, a, uh, take advantage of a quarterback got a little bit of a weaker arm, but yeah, uh, unfortunately that they kept, they kept on Is it Donovan Smith. Yes. Uh, Donovan Smith, like, really conservative in his throws. Never really, like, yep. made it to, uh, with, like, I swear, he had too much exposure on deep ball. So, you know, I, but my, you know, the defense being on the field too long, uh, you know, credit tech for keeping them on the field. Yeah. Um, but, again, going back to the that, – that, I think it was Ovi where he forced the fumble and then the quarterback ended up getting the ball back in. It's just, like, little things – that when when a play needed to be made, like we did the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, it's it's seven so, of twenty on third down. Tech yeah. was. So second half <laughs> makes no sense. Downs, field goal, touchdown, downs, touchdown, field goal. Yeah. I mean. <sighs> hmm. Uh, I mean, overall, I, I'm just Pissed. lack of lack of offensive availability, and then no faith in the play calling. Plus, the defense just getting absolutely tired. I mean, that's just a perfect recipe. Rest, wow, recipe for a terrible, terrible road favorite loss. Um, so, so only I mean, it was, it was almost as if Tech knew we were gonna we were gonna choke. You know what I mean? Like yes, they, I agree. They, they, they played it. I mean, so, their, what their coach said at that at the end. He said, "I knew they were going to break." I mean, ah, he was right. I don't know how we get. We've got to be able to break this. This having. I mean, I, I'm. Are we still on the defense? Or are we going to? I don't care. Sure. Like, I mean, my bigger you, concern is Sark's road record right now. Yeah. And then cultural issues. I agree. I, I, I'm genuinely concerned. Sark doesn't know how to win on the road. I actually meant to look up what he how he did at Washington. Uh, I mean, winning on the road, winning a game, 
yeah, winning on the road and then winning a game that you're not supposed to win because I was looking – this is just in my head, but of all the all the games that he's won so far, which is only seven, he's was only technically a, a dog in one of those, and that was at TCU last year when – they were favored by a point and it that we were, we were favored by a point like up until like kickoff essentially. So if you count that, that's his only win that Vegas didn't think that he was going to win at. So mm. the only positives I see going forward are the possibility of Queen getting back and the advanced analytics still really favor Texas. I don't understand why, but they do. And that was our first non-cover of the season. Um, I, I just still, but I still have no idea what to think of them. You get Quinn back and you lose one more game the rest of the season, or do you lose five straight again? I, they're both probably equally probable at this point. You keep going. I'm, I'm doing something right now that is going to really scare you. Um. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what is it road? road oh record? my gosh! So... Oh my gosh! So... Okay, over five years at Washington, how many games did he win on the road? I'll say. So he had six games a year. So he had 30. I'll say he won 12. Seven. Oh, God. Ugh. So that's concerning. That's that's definitely something to note. I'll earmark that for later. Like, So I agree with you what you're saying, that this, this could go two very different ways. I think you get Quinn back, you get some momentum. Um, you know, you got to hope he plays this week. Uh, you go and win – you know, 75% of the rest of the games because really there's actually some decent teams in the Big 12 this year. Or you win like four games this year. Yeah. And and I hate to say it, but I'm struggling to name what those two are right now. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I mean, maybe Iowa State, maybe – TCU. TCU. Um, TCU is one of five teams in college football that uh, has covered every week. So – take that as you will um yeah i know i agree with you i think the the likelihood it, it is funny that we both said we were gonna go seven to five in the season and we both feel terrible about where we're headed well that's 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 not fair we didn't think quinn was gonna freaking break his shoulder week that's true too like that that's that's like that come that one play as we all said leaving that game hurt losing quinn was a bigger impact of the season and losing to Alabama like that that's true um okay let's just move on to West Virginia I'm tired of thinking about it uh West Virginia Texas home. is favored by 10 game is at How? 7 7 30 maybe 6 30 6 30 oh yeah this is 6 30 um the ghost of JT Daniels returns to DKR four years after he got waxed by Texas when he was at USC. Um, pretty crazy. That game was at, we remember we were kind of nervous going into that game and that was not even close. Yeah, that was a blowout. He threw three picks. I think he got benched at the end. Um, good arm, can't really move like at all and sometimes slow to process. I mean, he was a five star coming out of high school and hasn't really lived up to it. Uh, 
CJ Donaldson, this guy is probably going to be a fresh. I'm going to call it, he's going to be a freshman All American. He's a running back. They're running back. He's like 6'2, 6'3, 240. He was a tight end in high school that kind of flexed out, you know, just modern day spread, just playmaker, essentially. This guy can move. Um, he slimmed down a little bit and he's going to truck someone. This is going to be tough tackling him. Um, we haven't really faced a running back that's that good in terms of how he runs. Uh, you know, Bama didn't really have, I mean, Jameer Gibbs and Jace McCollin were great running backs, but they're more kind of scat, quick, quick guys. This guy's going to come straight at you. would be interesting. Uh, CJ Prather, something Prather is their best receiver. He's uh, 6'4", like 200 pounds, silky, could run, great routes. They like spreading it out on the outsides, quick little hitches, quick little screens, all that good stuff. Need to give, need some good tackling from our corners this week, which I actually feel pretty comfortable about with Watts. We didn't talk about Watts, but I thought he has been playing pretty well. He played pretty well this past weekend. Um, and uh, Deshaun, you know, it's just a gamer. Caden Prather, sorry, excuse me, is his name. He's got uh, – and then Bryce Ford Wheaton is their other receiver, another 6'4 dude lanky they can move so why why is cj donaldson listed as a tight end on espn who cj donaldson they're a leading because he, he yes because he got recruited as a tight end i remember watching the game last week versus uh uva or no sorry virginia tech uh and is he number two something like that yeah two or four yeah he's number two Number two. Oh, number 12. No, he's number yes. 12. Sorry. Who's number six? There's another running back. Is it Tony Mathis Jr.? No? Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. But both the running backs just were running super hard. Granted, Virginia Tech, but I remember watching the game just kind of off and on and be like, whoa, those guys are some physical backs. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Tough to bring down. Agree. That's uh, concerning after what we just went through with keeping our, our – trying to get our defense off the field. I agree. Actually, I don't really agree too much because we just haven't faced that type of back and they've been able to kind of stuff the run with the running back decently well. Um, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how our defense responds to, you know, the tackling effort that was this past weekend. Um, going to their defense, their D-line is probably their strength uh, of, of their defensive unit. Uh, David Stills, what's his name? I think he's David Dante Stills is uh, still there. He's been there for like, I don't know, 20 years, it seems like. Uh, he's probably their best D lineman. Uh, number 55, oh wait, yeah, 55 or something. He plays nose tackle, but he can play kind of all over the place. Uh, also has two and a half sacks on the season. Uh, no great linebacker. And no great second or yeah, kind of safety play. I don't know if they have a pick this year. I don't. I have one. Um, corners are not good. It's two transfers from like Joe Blow State that can be exposed. They kind of like playing that single high safety, try to make you stop the run or try to make you throw the ball. And if you can stop the run uh, or you can throw on them, then you're gonna have a day. So. It'll be interesting to see. I, again, I have no idea how this Texas team comes out. I'm, I'm honestly banking so much on just our home crowd being good just because it has been yeah. so far. I'll say Texas wins, but it's like 
40 to 35 or, you know, 38, 35, 38, 33, something around that. Um, that's a lot of points for this offense. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of part of that is a hedge that Quinn plays, but I don't know. <laughs> so I would say my biggest concern is that this is statistically a much better defense than Texas Tech's. Um, and you already kind of hit on a lot of the points on individuals uh, within their defense. You know, West Virginia proved they can go into a hostile environment um, last week when they went to Virginia Tech and won. I would say Virginia Tech's probably a lot more hostile environment than DKR. Actually, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say it right now. It is. Um, so I don't think the home crowd plays a, plays a factor in the game, unfortunately. I don't see us winning this game. I see it being a 31 to 17 West Virginia win. I just don't see us putting up points. Um, I don't see, I don't think Quinn wins. So I'm taking West Virginia. We got to go into OU and do what we always do versus OU, which is hopefully be huge underdogs and win. Pull something out of our ass. Yeah. Pull, what was that? Webb's favorite assistant coach of all time? Uh, was it Greg Robinson? Greg? Yeah. Like having the game of his life when we beat OU that year. West Virginia is number 72 in defensive uh, FEI, which is kind of like a, you know, defensive uh, defensive efficiency where they're like per possession, like or you know, deficiency. Good one. Uh, what they're you know expected <laughs> to give good. up. So I don't know. I think you're overplaying, overstating their defense. I do agree, though. This is just ripe for, a you know, just the start of the end. Um, or maybe the second chapter, I should say. Uh, all right, games of the week. Let's talk about some other some non shitty football teams. Michigan at Iowa, eleven a.m. on Fox. Iowa's plus eleven. The, talk about like a field game. This feels like Michigan is going to lose this game because of a stupid fumble at the end or something like that, and it's like thirteen to ten because Iowa, you know, broke one crazy long run, and then. Michigan's going to run the table and like somehow beat the shit out of Ohio state and not make the playoff because they lost yeah. this game. I yeah. mean, talk about a field. That's what this game feels like. I don't know if it was a night game, I would agree. Iowa always seems to be that team or Purdue where they do the blackout and they just knock off the top team in the big 10 and ruin the big 10's hopes for um, the playoff. I think Michigan's got something going this year. I think they win and they cover. Ooh, that's that's pretty bold. Yeah, the 11 a.m. kind of takes a little bit of the, the bite out of it. But yep. uh, I'll say this is my Corso. Uh, whichever team forces a turnover on their own side of the field, you know, as the other team's driving, that team will win. Dude, uh, they have got to get – do an announcement saying this is the last year or something. Because, they, they, I mean, this – I think they kind of so have with Pat McAfee being on there. But, yeah, I agree. I know, but, like, it would be so much more fun if every town did something for him. But, like, they're just going to let him, like, walk. Yeah, it's pretty sad, man. I mean, I don't know. I agree. Uh, OU at TCU, 11 a.m. on ABC. TCU, like I said, one of the five teams that's covered every week. I think Duggan's, like, actually a good quarterback now. I know that's crazy saying because he – couldn't throw the ball the past three years, but now he can and can still kind of run. The Sunny Dykes got that offense rolling. They looking shifty against SMU's defense was pathetic and couldn't tackle, and that running back was all over them. Um, TCU's defense just not not what not a Gary D 
defense, you can tell. But oh, you coming off that bad K State loss, ghost of Adrian Martinez. No idea how he still has eligibility. <laughs> I, I I do not trust this OU defense. They don't have the D line play that um, Venables had at Clemson. He's still running the same scheme that's just so heavy on stopping the guys up front and getting a pass rush without bringing all the blitzes and everything that Grinch was doing last year. Their old DC. I I, I think TCU wins this man. I, I know OU just came off the bad one, but 11 a.m., this is TCU's biggest home game of the year. I, I like TCU. So I disagree in uh, August before I say it. Shout out to Martinez. My God, what a game. Yeah. Uh, I, that that like was at least one positive from Saturday. I was pretty disappointed after the Arkansas missed field goal, and then I was like, okay, this is just all, all going to happen. And then – Watching him, it was kind of a weird game where OU kind of looked a little flat. Yep. You know, it was like a, it was like a later game in the day. Um, typically, OU finds a way to sneak away with a win, or they, you know, get a BS flag of pass interference at home at night. They kept doing some weird stuff with their lights that was driving me nuts. <laughs> uh, but they, the OU just looked flat, and, and credit Kansas State and that classic. Oh God, what was that guy's? Was it Kleinman, the coach from North Kleinman. Dakota State? Chris Kleinman. Yep. Yeah, I mean, credit that they just went in there and He's a good stuck coach. to their game plan and it's eventually quieted that crowd. It was it was awesome. So shout out to them and credit to Martinez. But um, I think TCU just unfortunately caught OU after a tough loss. And I think OU comes in there, TCU wins it, or excuse me, keeps it competitive through a quarter, eh, two quarters. And then we're looking at OU just kind of pulling away and covering uh, in Fort Worth. I do, I do worry. Eric Gray, that running back for OU, is still very, very good. Um, and as I mentioned, TCU's defense just doesn't have that toughness bite that they're used to. So that does worry me. But I'm sticking with it. I, I like TCU. Um, Before you jump out of the 11 a.m. slate, I could, I'd be, would be sad if I didn't mention it. But uh, shout out to Ole Miss boys. You guys got a big game this weekend. Um, you know, go, go. Go get it, y'all! Are on, a, on a roll right now. It's a big game. You got a, you got the uh, higher ranked team at home, so take care of business. I don't know who do you have in that one. That one's tough too. What's the line? Like six and a half or something, right? Uh, Ole Miss seven now. Ole Miss seven. Yeah, they got seven points. Damn. Yeah, I don't know about that one. That one's tough. I I haven't watched I, either of those teams. Ole I, that's is, that's what I'm saying. I haven't watched. I haven't well, watched hasn't one played game. anyone, but I, I don't trust a top ten Kentucky. I just no, don't, I don't. Not on the road. Well, so well, I this think, is pretty good, but yeah, I agree. Seven's I like, a lot. I'm gonna go. Though, I'm, gonna go I'm gonna go. Ole Miss winning that game at home, building something uh, in terms of momentum out there for this year. But I think the schedule, if I remember correctly, gets a little tough moving forward uh, on the back half. So for Ole get Miss, the W this weekend. They've got uh, Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt. Home Auburn at LSU at AM, home Bama, home at Arkansas, and then Egg Bowl. Damn, they could definitely be undefeated versus Bama at home. Uh, but I don't know yeah, about that. <laughs> that'd be that'd be tough. Um speaking of Bama at Arkansas two thirty CBS, uh Hate Ness, Gary Danielson game, uh Arkansas is plus seventeen. Bama coming on, they've covered every week except against teams named Texas. This is their next big test. 
their Bama, I think, in their last true road games, like not um, neutral side, not neutral side. Thank you, and not playoff. You mean has only played? Yeah, uh, hold on. I think they've only. I think the last time they covered was like six games ago. Um, just absolutely surprising to think about uh, when you think, you know, how how good they've been um, the past few years. So Arkansas, the oink doink, the whole nine. I don't know. That that was a weird game. (laughs) Yeah, the the Superman that just completely changed the game. (laughs) Yeah, what was that, dude? What was he doing? I've never seen a play completely flip the script on a game like that. That was unbelievable. Like they, They were not the same team after that play. I mean, for good reason. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Anyways, yeah, they're... I like I like Bama in that game, but not covering. I like Arkansas in the first half. Like, love it, and then I might even take Bama for the game. Like, it could be that big of a swing in the second half. But yeah, I I, I agree. I think it, Bama. This might this feels like a game where everyone's like, oh, I don't know, Arkansas might put up a fight. Blah blah blah. It's like, okay, if Max Johnson can kind of compete with them and throw on them like Bryce Young definitely can and then Bryce Young drops you know 400 450 on them and it's like okay yeah Bama's Bama's still pretty good we got um, a good one in Waco yeah Baylor what uh what is that is that the six o'clock game 230 230 is that Fox 230 yep um yeah Oak State at Baylor I think Baylor is minus two I believe yeah that's an interesting one. I honestly haven't watched too much of either team. I haven't watched one snap of Oklahoma State. That's kind of why I didn't put it in there. I watched a little bit of Baylor versus BYU. I, I, I don't know anything about these teams. I know Oklahoma State's defense isn't what it was last year after losing Jim Knowles, their uh, D coordinator. Um, putting some and, points up. Oklahoma State's putting some points up. I'll just say that. I'll stall highlights of one of their games where it was like 63 to something. Um I, this is a kind of game where I kind of feel like the rankings are inflated oh, they're, they're to, to so bullshit to yeah. create that the, the to create this game. Um, yeah, I think Baylor gets this one. I think they at home they just took down Iowa State on the road. Uh, they got a little something going there. I think they I think they get this uh, game versus Oklahoma State put themselves yeah, in a good spot this, for the Big Twelve. You know, not I know we just talked about it. it kind of feels like similar. It's like at the Ole Miss Kentucky like. Are both the teams really that good? Probably. Yeah. Not, you know. Agreed. I, yeah. If I had Don't to take – Don't get me on my ranking speech. If it was if it was three – if you're giving me three points, I think I'm taking Oklahoma State. Um, I just – I've seen Sanders. Man, when he's on, he's on. Um, and Shapin's playing well, but he's not – he's still not that great of a quarterback, you know. Uh, but that, that sneaky could be like one of the best games of the weekend. This yeah. is a good slate. This is the first weekend where I'm like, okay, conference plays, you know, undefeated in conference play is playing like in full swing. All the games are pretty solid. Like, you know, 11 a.m. through uh, tech at Kansas state's another 11 a.m. That's good. Um, Clemson NC state is a top 10 matchup. Wake forest at Florida state. That's Wait a, a sneaky good game. Are they playing the Clemson? No, wow, they're going to play that on Saturday night. The, the hurricane's going to be rolling through there. Yeah, they'll be fine. Um, hit the under. I think it's already pretty low. Yeah, 44. <laughs> uh, Georgia, Missouri is not that good of a game. Uh, and then what's the late night? Uh, the the hurricane is literally going to be on top of South Carolina on All Saturday. Right. 
take it easy, Jim Cantori. They'll be fine. Do you know who Jim so, Cantori is? Yes. Yes. So the most important game of the week. Uh, great slate. I agree. But you know the most important game of the week. They, uh, who they have again? Who's it? Western New Mexico. Against uh, our boys, Northwestern State. Midwestern State. Midwestern State. <laughs> we are now 3-1 and one after a tough loss to the Colorado State Penitentiary. Uh, but happy to report we beat Simon or Simone Fraser 77-0 uh, to zero last week. Good job, boys. We needed that. They're we'll not going to be on, what, 2 a.m. Saturday? It's going to be like, eh, I think they'll be fine. In terms of hurricane. Your, your boy, Sterling Dylan Cole, only had 126 yards. They just run all over him? Okay, Braxton Ash had 150 yards. Devin Cross had 111. And a guy named Peyton had 83. So, three guys. Had over 80 yards? Uh, yeah. Oof. That's impressive. Uh, That's but, yeah, sad. big time. Let's go. Let's go get it. We've already took down eastern New Mexico. We're now going on the western side of New Mexico. Hopefully, going to get this win. I had to guess they're probably taking a Greyhound bus and not flying because that's what they do. Uh, and then we come back Western? in. Western huh? is in Silver City. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Silver Oof. City, of course. Naturally. The boys are two weeks out from their West Coast trip, though, when they go out to Central Washington. We knew that oh. that, that one tripped us up last year. Um, are they taking a bus for that? I don't I think they fly. Okay. Western so. Michigan or Western Michigan. Western New Mexico's uh two and two. They've uh they had, speaking of Central Washington, they had a bad loss to them week two, and they lost to Abilene Christian this past week, thirty forty seven. So, I think our I think the the Stangs can get this one done. Hashtag Stang Gang, go get it. Stang Gang, bro. All right, thanks for listening. That was pretty fucking depressing, but it is what it is. If you're going to the game this weekend and you're wearing beers and steer stuff, please send us a picture. We you will be featured. Um, hopefully, we win. John and I will be watching. Um, we'll give that shout out next week, but John and I will be watching together. I think this will be the only game we get to watch together this year. I mean, if we're in a stadium together, I guess that's considered not watching together. Thank you. Yeah, we've had a good run, but yeah, we'll be watching it together. Just us in a room. That's weird. All right. Thanks everybody. See y'all next week. Hook up. The whiskey pills and all those late nights And from the mountain where we were standing She fell so far that she could not see And I was angry when I woke up When I found out that we'd broken She packed her back, she was gone before the sun She left the letter on the table So catch me if you're able But I'll be moving fast And I'm still hard to find So I won't call you and I won't follow Cause the truth is hard to swallow Said I'd pick you up But I only let you down I heard from a friend You went back to Corpus You always loved that ocean air I know that you know that I'm headed down that way Don't worry cause I won't call And it'd be strange for me to see you You 